Take two. Take two. Fucked up the first one. <laughs> <laughs> royally, royally. Uh, we'll take one. Just oh. hopefully this one will get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Definitely. Where are we starting? Apprenticeships. Yeah, apprenticeships. Shall we start at the beginning? I'll it's let you go first. You start with yours. Oh, God. Um, I'm older than you. I need more time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been eight years now. Eight years, Captain, I think. I can't even remember how long my apprenticeship was. It was only like, I want to say it was in months. It was quite quick because obviously you guys yeah, were all opening the studio. I think it was it was fairly quick. I'm, I don't think either me or Cam are a big believer in making people scrub the floor for two years. But you started before that. Yes, I did. You skipped a big part of your apprenticeship really because of the work that you'd done. I think that was a good thing with coming into here because well, I guess I got a little bit of a fast track in a sense because obviously well so obviously working in the previous studio uh, the studio before that was it I did like three three and a half years and that was like I was only on reception but that was obviously ordering all the stuff for the guys and stuff like that so I was actually naturally sort of learning needle types brands stuff like that yeah. so I knew what they were I knew what a flat mag was what a curved mag was I mean for mo- I think like, for most people it takes it takes at least three months to learn yeah. hy- hygiene setup all that kind of stuff yeah. so yeah you've spent three and a half years doing that and then booking for everyone as well because the guys the guys in that studio they didn't book their own stuff yeah so it was like pricing and sizes and dealing with clients and all yeah that kind of stuff. people not showing up and yeah, <laughs> yeah so when you came here that was all you had that dialed pretty much so there was no no need to go over that again yeah so i think like <clears throat> pretty much from day one of being here it was yeah get stuck in get yeah. stuck in and i think that was that was it i mean i obviously said previously as well that like i didn't like where i was before not just in that studio but just in life and i literally woke up one day and was like i want to start tattooing yeah and it wasn't even like i just want to tattoo i tried to get apprenticeships before but i was too young yeah i mean like i think when i was asking at the start i was like 18 or 19 so i mean i know that i wouldn't want to take on an 18 or 19 year old now there's there's too much growing up to do yeah yeah i think definitely having a little bit of life experience under your belt and just yeah, knowing how the world works a little bit definitely helps when you're coming into it. Just definitely. Because it's such a fast pace. and There's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in and it's hard. It's hard work. It's hard. It's, it all comes at you at once. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was day one. I remember I remember the day that we opened and that'll be, it'll be eight years this year. Eight years in um, September. Yeah. yeah. I can remember coming in and just, yeah, getting everyone ready, getting all set up and yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't start tattooing. I didn't, I didn't even like. I think my first client was maybe like a couple of months in, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that was literally just one of Cam's clients. At the end of the day, like, oh yeah, we were thinking about getting this. Like Steffi will do it now, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, Steffi will do it now. I'm like, okay. But I, I that, that was good though. It was good. I think you need to be chucked in at the deep end. Yeah, you that's know? it. That's the best um, thing. I mean, it wasn't anything like mega hard. It was like dot work stuff it was just like it was actually snowflakes yeah <laughs> it's like two dot work snowflakes so yeah but i guess an easy an easy place to start yeah yeah so i yeah i yeah i loved i, I loved coming here coming to like a, the, i think that was the thing as well was like obviously coming from our studio where i wasn't happy and then coming here 
um, with you and Khan, and it was like a complete and utter clean slate. Yeah. Like everything was new in the studio and that when we started as well. So, what would you think? What would you say like the the, the major difference of where? What didn't you like about where you were? Because there was a there was a chance at one point where you you could possibly be. You were aiming for an apprenticeship in the studio that you were working in. Yeah, that, that was yeah. that was your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what didn't I like there? It was too. It was too much about the money. Yeah. It was too much about the money. It was too regimented, and what I was doing, um, personally, obviously being on reception. Yeah. Um, whereas, the tattooists. They, they obviously, I think some of the tattoos put some of their own stuff, but like we were doing all the shitty work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like constant bookings and stuff like that, but it was also constantly making sure you posted at a certain time on Instagram and Facebook, the same thing and that, and then phones constantly ringing, and then there's people constantly coming in. It was like a busy studio. Yeah. Um, but that's what I didn't like there. I think also what I like about this place is that obviously we do have people walking in, but I like how chill it is here. Yeah. There's everyone's on the same level. Like everyone's just it's nice and relaxed. That, that's what I love about here. Like yeah, it's it's, definitely it's a relaxed environment, it's the way it should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's none of this like um you know, there's it, it's not like mega strict. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's it, it's just easy. That's the way it should be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because everybody needs to feel comfortable. Artists, clients, like, yeah, you don't want them to be going into. If you're getting tired, you don't want to be going into chaos. Yeah, yeah. Like, people not knowing what they're doing or yeah, like it's it's a that's a weird way of like that's a very unique situation in tattooing. I think where there's such a big like disconnect between the business and the artists and like yeah, it's quite it is kind of unusual, isn't it? And like, like I couldn't work like that. I mean, I yeah, that was definitely not what. I came from yeah yeah because like, I mean I, I always loved being in the studio yeah I always loved being around tattoos and getting tattooed like well that's it was I a mean, cool environment that, to be sho- in. that shows like to go and work somewhere where you're not happy for three years just to be in the studio and well that was it it was a foot in the door um and I mean it, it, at that point I wasn't looking to get into a studio at that point I was actually thinking that I'm just going to sort of wait my time out a little bit because obviously I was a little bit younger um, but getting a foot in the studio, I'm like hell yeah, like I'm I'm just in a studio. This is cool. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's a cool job to have, even being on reception. You just need to be there, and I think that's the key for for anyone getting an apprenticeship, even now. Is just if you're just there, just be there. What yeah. in whatever capacity, whether yeah. you're a paying customer or yeah. someone working there or anything, just yeah. like just get tattooed. Yeah, come get tattooed. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. Not like, that hard. Time in the studio. Just being a being a face, you know what I mean, and that, I mean that's how Cam met you, because he you were a face because he knew that you already were working in a in a studio. I met Cam in the pub, and it was Chris Meehan that did that tattoo on Cam's mate's arse of Cam, yeah. and Cam was like, "Oh, here, check this!" Like it just dragged me over, and then yeah. that was it, and that's that's how I met Cam. Yeah. And the rest is like history, I guess. Like, still here, still pals, you know. Like, it was natural. Yeah. I think that's what I liked about it as well. Yeah. But, like you say, put, putting yourself in that position, you know, being available for someone to see that you were interested and in, yeah. that you were there. Like, I think I bother them a little bit. I'm like, here, man, check this drawing I did today. <laughs> He's probably, like, I don't care. But I think I bother, probably bothered them enough. 
Yeah, I, I, I explained to him right at the start as well. He actually asked me, because like, at this time, I was literally drawing every single day. My, my thing was, put out a piece of work on Instagram, whether it's palm size, whether it's something a bit bigger than that, put it out on Instagram every single day. One thing every single day. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, and it, I was chatting to him at that time, and then he was sort of like, no one ever asked you if you wanted apprenticeship. And I was like, well, actually, here's the thing. And then told him, he was like, I'll take you on, man. And then that was it. Yeah. How did you get yours? Mine's a little bit of a... See, so I've been tattooing for... I, I started in 2008, which doesn't really seem like it was that long ago, really, when no. people, it's not like the, yeah. ni- the 90s or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, so I really set out with no real intention of tattooing in the first place. I'd been working in... I was an engineer for a while, and then I was working in factories and doing shite real jobs. stuff. Yeah, shite jobs <laughs> for ages, and like I think I I think from being like young, I always was like I was I always thought there was something like the next big thing, bigger and better. I yeah. wanted the be there's something around the corner, you know yeah. what I mean? And like I played music a little bit and stuff like that, but I was never good enough, and I just kept like yeah plugging away, thinking that something was going to come along, and then I got. I started getting tattooed. Um, so it was actually Danielle who um, recommended, well, kind of dragged me to the guy that she was getting tattooed on. Oh, right, I just been going, I just been talking about getting tattooed for ages, and she was like, huh? "You just need to go and do it." So she was like, "Come and get a tattoo." So I went and got tattooed off this guy. And what did you get? Uh, it was her name. Oh my god! My very, my very <laughs> first, <laughs> my very first tattoo was her, her name. I think I was like, how old were I been? So that must have been like 2006, 2007, so I was like 21, 22. So I wasn't even that young when I had my first one done. And it's still there. Yeah, yeah, it's still yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got tattooed off Anth and like instantly I had that, I had this one like Ed- Edwardian script name, like the, the yeah. most generic thing you yeah. can get, had that done. Um, and like the second before I'd even left the studio, I was like, I want a bigger tattoo. Um, and the guy Anth had said to me, he's like, cool, what are you thinking? I'm like, I want a half sleeve or something like that. So he's like, right. And like at this point, as far as I was aware, and I think as far as anyone was aware, was you walked into a tattoo studio, you pick something off the wall, yeah. and that was it. And in my mind, at that point, I thought that's all you could get. I thought that's how it worked. I didn't mm-hmm. know. Like, I think, like, stuff like Miami Inc. had just come on the TV, but it wasn't really on my radar then. So I was like, yeah, this is all you can get. And he actually said to me, he's like, go away, buy Skin Deep magazine. Have a look through yeah. the magazine, find something cool, and I'll I'll draw you something up custom. Yeah. And I was like, my mind was a bit blown with that. I was like, fuck, you can get whatever you want. Yeah. So, so I went to like, I'm sure I went to like W. H. Smiths, and I was bought like, I'm sure it was like Tattoo Life or something, Tattoo Life, Tattoo Energy, those like ones that were put out by uh, uh, Mickey that used to run the London convention. Yeah. Um, bought a couple of those, and I was in in there, and I was like, oh, they have like sketchbooks and pencils and. I'd always, I'd drawn since I was a kid. I used to draw cartoons and that when I was a kid. And I thought, if I want something, if I can have whatever I want, I'll just draw it myself. Yeah. So I remember I drew these, like, I've, I've still got them on the top of my arm there. I drew these, like, six cherry blossoms. Um, and I li- originally just went and got them. And I, I remember I drew them out. And the, I'll show you them later. <laughs> the big ones, the center of them is the exact size of a five pence piece. Because I drew around <laughs> a five pence piece in the middle. <laughs> so I drew these cherry blossoms I took them in and 
Uh, I think when I went back, I was actually supposed to get tattooed by a different guy in the studio, but he, he hadn't turned up. So it was the same guy again, Ankh, who owned the studio that ended up tattooing me. And he was like, oh, you're cool, you've drawn these. I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh, it's cool. Um, and then I went away and I just started copying stuff, trad tattoos and that out of this magazine, just copied yeah. as much as I can and just I filled this whole sketchbook with, yeah, just any anything, just tribal skulls, yeah. writing, like just copying anything and like had this had this book full of, full of like just really cheesy 90s flash really that which was obviously selling at the time yeah that's what it was and just yeah just anything that I thought was cool I would copy and I would just draw and draw and draw and then like obviously I was drawing I drew bits for myself um, and I would just take it in and take my sketchbook in and like Anthony would start flicking through it and he's like fuck you drawing all this stuff and I'm like yeah I'm just I don't know I just I've just started drawing it I'm yeah. just enjoying it I hadn't so I you had, never drew before that then well no I did when I was when I was younger I used to draw right. like I, I, when I was when I was really young um I used to paint and stuff I'd like seven year old I'd go and sit in a field and paint like a watercolor landscape and stuff like that I really loved art when I was a yeah. kid and then I think when I got to like 13 14 I just like discovered drinking that and <laughs> just give it up you know what I mean yeah. and thought I, d- I did okay at school, so I like I just followed like the stuff that I was good at at school, which just a- actually just bored me to tears. I should have stuck with art, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just came back around. So I, d- I could draw a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, but then it was just a lot of repetition, and then, yeah, I was getting tattooed off Anth, and got half sleeve, and then I got some other stuff, and I was drawing my own thing, and then like I'd start just going in like a bit early for my appointment, and he'd be like, oh, go draw this outline for me so I just go out the back and draw draw an outline up or make cups of tea and then I used to just work around the corner and there's a sandwich shop right next door to the studio as well so I, like every lunchtime I'd, I'd go and get a sandwich and I'd just go and sit have a cup of tea with him and that and yeah. see what he was tattooing and he'd let me just stand in and watch him and stuff and I did this for a while and probably about at least a year I was getting tattooed I got a half sleeve done and then he did some stuff on my forearm and then I became really pally with the apprentice there at the time and then he started doing some bits on me and Scotty, I, Scotty's still a good pal now. He did, did a load of stuff on me and I would just let him, I'd just go in and say, what do you want to do? Yeah. And like, I've got some of his early stuff that's probably not that great, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, I just wanted to be there and be get, getting tattooed. And, and like, I guess that was sort of natural in the way that I sort of like found mine as well. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think that's great that, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, it was never like, I never wrote a CV and walked into a studio. Yeah. But then by this point, like, I was thinking about that because I wasn't an apprentice. Mm-hmm. I was just hanging around. Yeah. And, like, I got on with him and that. But I knew that his shop was... He was busy, but it wasn't a busy studio. Mm-hmm. Like, he had his own clientele and stuff, but it yeah. wasn't, like, massively busy. And he already had an apprentice. And, like, obviously, I got on well with Scotty and that, so I didn't want to, like, step on his toes and start asking for an apprenticeship or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I just took what I could. And then he started, like used to get me running errands to pe- to other studios, to guys that he knew. He'd be like, oh, so-and-so wants to buy this flash off me. Can you run it over to his studio? Yeah. And it was just like a way of like, you know, he was like, oh, go in and introduce yourself. Tell him who you are. And, that, and, uh, and like, Tell him you're from such and such. Yeah, and like yeah. I got to know a few different people like that. And he was just trying to help me out, that sort of thing. And then um, after about a year or so, uh, we went to the skin deep, the tattoo jam in Doncaster he was he was working and he was working with a guy that he taught to tattoo 
years previously that had gone away and opened his own studio. And the two of them had a booth together. And I went as Ant's client. He just said, oh, I want to do something like enter it into the competition. Are you willing to get something? I was like, yeah, cool. And I've still, some of it's covered up now, but it's like a black and grey, like 50s pinup on, on my leg there. He wanted to do this pinup. So yeah. um, I went down as, as his client and um, well, me and Danielle were there and we were just, they were the only people we, we knew there so we were kind of hanging around chatting like we would and they, that was the first convention that either of them had ever worked so they were stressed so like we helped them out with bits and pieces and like when we went for lunch we were just like do you guys want to do you want us to bring you a sandwich yeah. do you want us to go and get you a cup of yeah. tea just stuff like I didn't think anything of it it was just what Natural what normal people do sort of what I didn't know was that the other guy who Chris his his, he had an apprentice there with him who was just a young guy who was like 19. Yeah. They turned up at the show and this guy had just gone around the convention like he was a punter and just left Chris to like right. settle. He was the apprentice. Right, he, just, okay. he was like just going around like meeting titles oh, and yeah. like looking and taking photos Getting and that. And like, in, yeah. like Chris is like trying to put banners up and like stressed and everything. <laughs> so like that kind of worked in my favour because me and Danielle had helped out and that and like I, I think I got home after the convention and like the next night or something I'd been to work and Ant phoned me like quite late like nine o'clock and he's like oh, Chris was impressed and I was like well, what, what do you mean and he's like oh because you were like helping out and that I'm like I was just being like a decent oh, person yeah. I was just getting oh, cups of tea like yeah. and stuff like that and he's like yeah but and I didn't realise what had gone on with his apprentice and that and he's like yeah but he, he wants uh, he wants you to go down and talk to him so I was like sound so i think i rang him the next day from work and he was like come down after work tonight so i drove down at like eight o'clock i think it was and they were still open and i uh, went in and he offered me offered me apprenticeship to start the next day so um i kept working i was working in shifts so i got like f i was four on four off so i got i, I worked i worked four 12-hour shifts in a warehouse i was working in the jd sports warehouse oh, yeah. I worked four 12-hour shifts and then because the studio was open seven days a week I worked my four day four days off in the tattoo studio, yeah. and I mean it was like ten o'clock. I'd get there first, and pretty much from from day one, they showed me how to like scrub the tubes, put the all claves on, and that. Day so one. Day one. Day one. So like from the from the first definitely the first week, I was going in and was responsible for making sure all the tubes were clean and sterilized, all the floors all the floors were clean. The first job he ever gave me, when on my interview, he's like, "Right, come tomorrow," and he's like, first thing I want you to do is I want to, I want you to clean that piercing cabinet out." And he had this big glass cabinet, which is the worst, by the way. But it was filled with multicolored fish tank gravel <laughs> with these like blocks of wood with all bits of jewelry in. So I had to like, <laughs> like sweep it all out, wash everything. Washed it all. They had these like massive corner racks that had like a million belly bars in them, like individual, just on the glass. Yeah. Take all them out, oh, polish all the no. shelves and that, and like, um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty old school. Like, I mean, the first day I, I made it, I made a cup of tea. Like, they were they were wild with the cups of tea. Like, you would literally be making a cup of tea. So yeah, that's where you get it every twenty <laughs> minutes. Oh man, you you never didn't have a cup of tea in that studio. It yeah. was it was crazy. Well, I made. I remember I made him a coffee, and he stood out on the front steps walking, and I took it out to him, and he took one mouthful, and he just went like that. 
were in the street and just handed me the cup back. And I like looked at him and he was like, that's fucking disgusting. Go and make another one. So I was like, right, okay. Like, so yeah, it was just like that. Like, pro- like probably, probably not properly old school. Not like when you hear some of these American dudes that like getting like really hazed. But it was full on. It was definitely full on. And yeah. Um, but the same as you, I was tackling fairly, fairly quickly. I'd say three months. Yeah. Um, and I think it, well, yeah, you would have, you would have started on coils and stuff as well, yeah? Yeah. So I think round about the time I started the, was it this, this stigma bazaar came out right. and that was, I think one of the first kind of like what we'd call like the modern rotary machines. Yeah. That wasn't like an old fashioned, yeah. like direct drive kind yeah. of thing um but yeah some people were using them there was still a lot of like it's like what it is now like but pen machines just a lot of hate and fear yeah, fear because yeah. <laughs> i mean even like even when i started uh, or before i started i was i never had an ipad yeah i was i was drawn on paper yeah and then as soon as as soon as i started my apprenticeship it was like i need an ipad yeah but the thing is like you guys obviously didn't need iPads at that time. No, I mean I well. got my I got my iPad when I I was the first person in the studio to get it when I worked at, at Venus. I had one before right. before Cam. And so that was yeah, six months before you started your apprenticeship, maybe eight yeah, months before you started. Yeah. Like literally then. So everything before that was yeah, drawn on paper. Um I mean, I, I can remember in the old studio, I remember one of the guys came in with his iPad and I'm like, what's this sorcery? Like, yeah. I didn't even, I wasn't even really drawn at the time. I'm like, what is this? Well, like, I mean, I, mad. like thinking back now how much easier it would have made things. So part of my apprenticeship was, um, they were kind of a, they were a walk-in flash studio that was in the middle of transitioning into being more of a custom studio. People were right. asking for custom work and yeah. stuff more. Yeah. Um, but it was an artist who probably wasn't best equipped to be a custom artist. Yeah. So I went in there and like, they, they ran it like a walk-in studio, where the, someone could be booked in for a four-hour session, but you'd still have five tattoos booked in yeah. in that day. Like Man. it was just back to back, one after the other. Um, and the first, to be honest, there was, there was two guys working there. The first summer I worked there and, and I stood at the, at the drawing desk for eight hours a day and it would be either you were tracing outlines of flash or you would draw in custom designs. But cause it was still, it was kind of a lot of walking still, yeah. but people were walking in. Someone would walk in and ask for like a half sleeve of tribal and they'd be yeah. like, yeah, sound. And I'd be fucking draw it try and draw it and like this, this is something that i sort of want to, want to touch on as well is like um not to get too far ahead but people these days would see that as work yeah i mean like even even tracing that stuff and that that surely was still fun at times as well do you know what i mean like I was, al- although it is like was, we are pre- providing a service I was, you're i was drawing all day yeah. Like, yeah, I was working for, I wasn't even making any money. Yeah. I was, I was literally drawing for an, another artist yeah. to make money off. Yeah. I was but, then, but what I'm trying to say as well, it's cool that even though you did that for someone else and you probably weren't getting paid, it was probably still cool at the end of the day to go, I drew that. 
I drew oh. that or I traced that or 100%. do you know what I mean? And then that's on that person. That, and that's like a and know. in in future times, like it it worked in my favor because a lot of the clients were seeing that I was drawing everything. Yeah. So yeah. when I started tattooing, a lot of them were like, "Oh, you don't just do it." Ah, yeah, you just yeah. you just do it. I remember yeah. going. I remember going to a convention, and I mean, the the weird thing with my apprenticeship was it was it, I we ended up in this it was this weird like relationship where like I was basically the apprentice until someone else came in. Right. But he, it, it was like if they weren't in, I was the apprentice still. So for five six years like yeah. if i was the only one in the studio he'd like ring me up on a morning and go can you draw my design for me it's you know i've been tattooing just because just because you're a last just because i was door. last in yeah. yeah yeah so like i would you know he'd come in i'd be in the middle of the tattoo and he'd be like go take a break and draw that design for me and i would stop <laughs> and like he's like oh you're gonna have a break i'm like yeah i was gonna get me lunch he's like sound draw that for me i'm like oh well i was gonna go to greg's and get a pasty you know what i mean it's like yeah, no i'll ping you off one off as well I, like, oh what what is it oh, oh you know they're just getting like a japanese half sleeve with a coin and some floats floats and that like oh sound my client sat there like <laughs> just just wait i'll just be a minute like but yeah i mean it was like if i couldn't draw when i started i definitely could by the time i finished yeah. And I mean, especially in that first time when it was, when I was, when I, before I was tattooing and I was literally just drawing for other artists all day, there was no like, there was no, oh, I can't draw that. It was just draw it. Yeah, you need to. Just draw it. Yeah. yeah. And, it. and you would just have to figure it out. And, you know, I yeah. mean, looking back on it, there's probably some that were awful, you yeah. know what I mean? Because you were just knocking them out yeah. so quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was very very different. I mean, the thought of an artist not drawing their own stuff these days is kind of, people would be... Tell me about it. Be crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no but... That's what it is. It's it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it was... That's always going to happen these days. Just for, like, social media and Pinterest and stuff. No, like I mean, that. I mean, like, I mean, like, me drawing for somebody else. Yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're getting at, people taking the designs from elsewhere or whatever. And yeah. Like, I mean, that's... If, if you want to touch on that, that gets into the whole iPad thing and stuff like that. But, um, but, and uh, you know, you know what I'm like. I'm kind of, I'm pretty old school when it comes to that thing of like, draw like drawing stuff. I use an iPad for everything, but I, I don't think you can. It still needs to me. It's hand drawn. Like, yeah, it's I try to draw. Sense. I try to draw as much as I as I can. Um, and I went through a phase of maybe being a bit lazy and cheating with the iPad and stuff, but I feel, I feel dirty. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is there to help you as well. Yeah, I mean, there's that thing of like, sometimes I've got, to, uh, sometimes when it comes to that, I've got to like check myself and be like, do you know what? Are you cutting your nose off to spite your face? Yeah. Are you just drawing it by hand and not using any reference just to say you have? Is it actually going to be better? Yeah. And I think if it is going to be better using reference or whatever, then always go for that one because it's the tap. Nobody cares about the time. Yeah. I, I, I say this. Uh, no, sorry. Nobody cares about the design. The nobody, design yes. the I always say this to folk when, when like. You know, you you see someone that's like they have a whatever realism piece it is a pocket watch or something, and they'll spend hours and hours, trying to like 
copy every detail in in that one particular image yeah. like the client's not going to walk around with that in their pocket and go oh this is yeah. what it should look like just make, make, a, make a good tattoo yeah, a good tattoo. It doesn't yeah. Matter what. yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah unless it's a portrait of your granny or something you know yeah yeah, just make a cool tattoo. Yeah, just a cool tattoo. Trad granny. Like bandana and everyone, Chicano granny. That'd be it. That'd be it. Fucking hula girl. I'm a granny, but I cannot. Don't even. I've heard things like that before. I love that. Can you put my wife's face on this pinup? Like. Yeah, yeah, I can remember we the... Can try. <laughs> do you remember the Japanese one? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Yeah, there's an issue there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we need to say about that, eh? Like, uh... So, yeah, where can we go from there? That was, I mean, that was just the very sort of beginning of mine and the beginning of yours, really. Um, I think it's quite interesting how... Well, I say we started off differently, but I think in a lot of ways, the your thing that wasn't an apprenticeship was very similar in a lot of ways to what my apprenticeship yeah, was. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. that kind of, um, you know, kind of just being a bit of a skivvy, really. Which I think is, I think no matter how you come into it, it doesn't matter, really. Um, I don't think it's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat people the way that I was treated, but I also wouldn't change, change it. It's, it's that weird thing, isn't it? Like, I think what, what we lack now in the people coming through is the result of the stuff that we don't do anymore, which is unacceptable. It's just kind of strange because you can't go back and start saying, oh, we're going to start fucking brutalizing everybody and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But it it didn't do me any harm at the same time yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. it's a it's a tough industry and i think a lot of people coming into it me definitely me i needed you know i was i was meek you know what i mean i was shy yeah i needed toughening up i needed that I exposure was exactly the same yeah and, I was and exactly you, the same and it's it is that you get that baptism of fire and i think i think now in a way it's like it's so it is so sanitized isn't it like it's like how how do you give people that experience because there is there's always going to be that day where you need to be tough yeah when you've got a tough client you've got a tough client or yeah like you know it doesn't happen as much anymore but like i mean i, I probably back then before i before i started my apprenticeship i probably would have taken offense a lot easier than what I would now. If someone came into the uh, like into the room and was like, "That tattoo shit," I'd be like, "Sound me." As yeah. long as my client likes it, even if I don't like it, as long as my client likes it, that's all that matters. Yeah, and that's it. Like, yeah, it's whereas I, I just don't think people sometimes have that. And there's a there's a lot of I think there's a lot of levels to that toughness as well. Like, and I think I've seen it with. I don't, I don't think you were so bad because I think you you had you had a lot of experience of dealing with clients and probably dealing with awkward clients and stuff. But I mean, Greg saw it, Michelle definitely saw it, you know, that there's always that one person that wants to kind of push the limits. And then they, they, it's weird. You, you always get one person that 
that knows you're an apprentice and wants to walk slowly. Yeah, yeah, wants to do that. And I think you, that can <coughs> that can carry on into your career if you let it. Yeah. Like the vast majority of people now are nicer. But I think that's the good thing in the studio though. It is it's not so much like a walk in studio that yeah, we can take we can we can take walk ins, but really we are more of a private studio. Yeah. I think the clientele that we do get Oh our clientele are amazing. Yeah. For the whole and like yeah. and, and I think probably most people are these days and you know, you could say oh it's old school having that attitude of having to be a fucking hard man or whatever. And I don't think but I don't think it's that. I don't think it is that kind of attitude. I think it's just having that that confidence, isn't it? Like I think I noticed that you're very good at it. Michelle's very good at it as well. Cam, obviously me, is that just having that that thing of like getting a hold of your client mentally, you know, and being able to steer them with confidence, yeah, and not leaving any room for like questioning or, or doubting their mind. You know what I mean? It's I like, think um, it's a big part of what you what you learn as an apprentice. Yeah, I think like these days I'm pretty ruthless with that as well. Like I I've, I've had a guy that came in and basically just wanted. It was like some geometric stuff with, with, with some flowers and that as well. And he'd send me the reference. And I, I look at the reference and go, yeah, I could do something along those lines. Um, but when he came in, I was like, right, man, what I've done is I've drawn one big flower. And instead of all these tiny little flowers, because how are they going to look in 10 years old? Uh, when they're 10 years old. I'm like, what, what age are you just now? And he's like, 21. And I'm like, so in 10 years' time, you're still not even going to be my age. Like, we need to do something that's solid yeah. and bigger and i think like and then at the end of the day he was like he was looking in the mirror and like, he was like i'm yeah i'm i'm, I'm more than happy like with that compared to all the but you can't you, you can need even, to you need confidence in yeah, that situation yeah. you can't be like half-assed about it yeah. like and the the best way to learn that is from having the worst most picky clients and uh, we've all had them oh man i've got some stories <laughs> see see this is where my my apprenticeship was really old school to a certain extent is that like I would I would deliberately have curved balls thrown at me yeah like you know there'd be somebody walking past the studio absolutely steaming and they'd be like, oh, I want to get a tie and Chris would go go in Andy Andy will do it for you now and I'm like none the wiser you know I had yeah. one, one guy trying to grab my balls and kiss me while I was putting a stencil on him <laughs> absolutely steaming man and it was just but it was that and you know Chris stood behind him just laughing but it was yeah. that, you know what I mean? Put you in that posi- position to see how you handle it. Yeah. And like, it. So, what'd you do? Did you go through with it? Oh, of course, I tied him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't on the oh, no. oh, no. Oh, right. No, no. Oh. Yeah, we've got three kids. <laughs> yeah, but, like, and yeah, different situations like that. Just, I think it was, like you say, the clientele are, are better now. Tattoos are a bit more niche and a bit more expensive. So, we get a we get a better class of client you know yeah but in a walk-in studio man you could get anything but i mean you you would have had that where you were in in your first studio because it was like prime in the middle of the town we were at the bottom of the hill town yeah so it was like there was there was a whole load of bus stops and all that like that ran along it so people were like oh, i've got 10 minutes I mean, I and nearly run, I nearly run a junkie over there last week trying to get across man, the road. Man, you would see them like strolling past, and then they would go. Oh, actually, I'm going to pop in there, and then dude, you, yeah, you'd have to deal with them on pretty much a daily basis. Which yes. I'm like, mate, I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually had 
uh, before I started my apprenticeship, I had a guy that came into that studio with his dog, just walked straight in and was like, can you tattoo my dog? And I was like, dog's not allowed in here, mate. Can you leave her outside? And he was like, aye, aye, no worries. So he left the dog outside and he went, aye, can you tattoo, can you tattoo my dog? Like, you know, here. And I was like, well, like, yeah, one of the guys could probably do a portrait or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no worries. And he was like, no, like, the dog. I'm like, what, tattoo the dog? And he was like, ah. And I'm like, get the fuck out. I'm like, you're wasting my fucking time. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I used to love that. Um, like you say, we don't get that much here, do we? We don't have a lot of walk-ins, but yeah. It's chill. The, the people that were coming. And see, when I, when I start, well, the when I worked in, in that studio, that first studio, I was, I was there for six years. And the the gaffer's missus would work on reception and she would do piercings when he was there, but he wasn't always there. He was only there a little bit of the yeah. time. And the rest of the time it was, I would be doing all the bookings and the reception and the phone calls and everything. Yeah. It was it was crazy. And like some days you'd have someone booked in at 11 o'clock and you wouldn't start tattooing them until one o'clock because the phone had not stopped ringing and you'd have mm. people in and, you know, a, a, a studio with flash on the walls was just a magnet, you know, like every time, if it rained, if the rain just came on suddenly, everyone would, come everyone in. would just walk in and you'd yep. just have loads of people and you'd actually learn, it was when you'd, like, you, you wouldn't get away with it now, but you would just sit, if you was tattooing, you would just sit and ignore people. Some people would come in and deliberately not make eye contact with you yeah. and they just want to look at the flash yeah. and then they would leave and they wouldn't have said a, like a word, Yeah. Um, which was weird. But then, yeah, it would just, Every person that walked past would go, oh, I'm just gonna go in yeah, there. Yeah, we're nipping there. Yeah. Waste of time. Yeah, yeah. and they'd be like, yeah. oh, I want to, like, I want to sleeve, I want a sleeve of uh, Roman gods, and I want a sleeve of tribal gods. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love a sleeve of uh, Japanese. I'm like, you an octopus or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just went from yeah. one extreme to the other. Like, yeah. pick one. Yeah, pick one. And this guy came in. He said, uh, it was Paul who used to work there, and he, <laughs> Paul was like dry as anything, and he went. Uh, how much would it be for tribal that started like here and then went up to about here and Paul was like well and he went and then up, up here and then maybe like across my chest and then maybe down to about here and down and then Paul just looked at me and was like 70 pound an hour <laughs> <laughs> and, and as long as it's going to take yeah just, yeah, just that's a thing as well I remember getting tattooed years ago and having to watch the time in case you ran over and he'd be like, mate, I've only brought what you sort of roughly said would be like two hours worth, oh, yeah, three hours one. worth. I'm like, and I, I was skint that. as well, so I was like, I don't have money for this extra right. hour. I'm like, can you just leave the highlights out or something? Like, yeah, oh man, I hated that. I hated that. And like, I think because we work by the piece or by by the session or whatever now, but even now, like, I can't tell you how long a tattoo is going to do take. Definitely. I just I'll price it. I price it what I think's fair, and like. Some days you'll win and some days you'll lose. You know, some yeah. days a two-hour tattoo will only take you an hour. Some days a two-hour tattoo will take you four hours. But if they're priced, then it's nobody's That's losing it. out. Yeah. I hated getting to the middle of a tattoo that you'd quoted at two hours and being like, we're two hours in and I've got at least another two hours to go. <laughs> and like, I've definitely done... I remember doing this This guy, he wanted one of those... Remember the um, like the Native American tribal? The, like the... the be like the eagles with all the like weird yeah, square ships and yeah, that. Yeah, he wanted yeah. this like it was an orca it was like some native canadian thing he wanted this orca across the bottom of his back and i looked at it and it was like quite simple and i was like oh yeah it'll take me a couple of hours of that or like five hours we got to the wow. end and he was like 
oh, you only quoted me 150 quid. And like, been there all day tapping this guy. And I was like, oh yeah, it took a little bit longer. And he's like, is that okay? Are you sure? And I'm like, well, it's gonna have to be, isn't it? Like, just, yeah, brutal. But then it would work both ways as well. Like, I remember this guy was like, he wanted this pin up. And like, I hadn't quoted, I quote, he knew that he'd been tattooed by me before. So he knew the hourly, but he hadn't asked for a time. So we did like, we got about an hour and a half into this and it was like a realism pinup on his forearm. And then got about like an hour and a half in and he's like watching the clock and that. And he's like, how much longer is this going to take? And I'm like, mate, we've got a good few more hours to go on this. Like, I'm like, is that okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep going. And then about half an hour later, how much longer? And I'm like, still like there's loads left to do, man. You can I was like, see. Yeah. I'm like, like. I even said to him, I was like, look, we can finish if you want. It's it's lined. You can come back and I can finish it another time. No, 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 no. Keep going. And I think it I think it took me like four and a half hours or something. And it was like, I can't remember what we worked out at, but it was like 350 quid. And he's like, I've only got 120 quid. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be that long. I'm like, I told, like we had this conversation like three times. Yeah. We could have stopped after an hour and a half if yeah. you'd said, oh man. So anyway, he ended up leaving his driving license with me for like two weeks and he came back two weeks later. Can I get my like, driving license like, <laughs> Yeah, like give me some money. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm glad we don't have to deal with that anymore because that's, yeah. that's brutal. But. Yeah. So would you change much about your apprenticeship? Yes and no. Like, yeah. I mean, it got me where I needed to be. Um, and I think in a way, it was, it was a way to learn I think it definitely would have been I would have preferred to have someone that was maybe a little bit more experienced I had to figure a lot out on myself by myself yeah sometimes that is the way as well though. it is but like I never did I never did one single supervised tattoo right like after the first yeah that's not the way to go after the first couple he was in the studio <coughs> but then after the first couple he would just like, cause I'd wait, I'd have to wait for a chair. There was only two chairs. Right. So I'd have to wait until everyone was finished. And then I'd have someone come in at like six, seven o'clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he'd just go home and leave me. And I'd just sit tattooing. Um, There's only one was, way to learn as well. You know, you got, got yeah, to learn on the job yeah. as well. You know? And then after, I think after about, I'd been tattooing for like two, three months or something. I'd been tattooing like full time, but just still doing like little bits and pieces. And it was still a lot of flashing that, so it wasn't too bad, but. Um, he decided that he was going to bugger off for like three months and left me in charge of the studio and I was literally doing every tattoo that came in like back pieces and shit like that and like, um, so yeah it was, a, it was a quick way to learn I think from the client's point of view it's a, weird, it's a weird one because looking back now I think god I must have done some terrible tattoos <laughs> but at the time like we would it was a, a well-known studio and, and people were happy with what they were getting at the time at yeah. the time yeah like looking back on it now you think jesus yeah. man. i don't think anyone's amazing at the start though no one's amazing at the start man. No. everyone's i think that's the thing obviously when you're an apprentice you're doing you're doing cheaper rated tattoos yeah. you know what i mean yeah so definitely i think i think it's 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 got to be expected i mean even way before I was an apprentice and that I I was getting tattooed off by apprentices and stuff like that as well. Yeah. I knew what I was letting myself in for. I'm like, ah, just do it on my legs, it'll be fine, no one will ever see it and then yeah. I'm like, can't wear shorts anymore. Like Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've got a lot of apprentice tattoos to 
get covered up on bags <laughs> and stuff now. But yeah. yeah, but then a lot of people don't, especially now. You find a lot of people don't have that attitude about apprentice tattoos. I think it's hard for apprentices to find people with tattoos now. Yeah, because everybody wants everybody wants apprentice rates. Yeah, but they don't always want apprentice tattoos. Yeah, true. Um, true. And I mean, the standard is getting better, but I, yeah, you're right. I don't think everyone starts anyway. How about you? Would you change anything? About my apprenticeship? Um, would I get barred if I was honest? <laughs> nah, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, be as honest no, as you want. It's good no, to know. Um, no, there's, I think one thing that I probably would change is I, I kind of wish, especially now, that I got pushed a little bit more to do real realism. <laughs> you realise what Cam's going to say when he hears yeah. this, don't uh, you? <laughs> because... What was that you said about getting battered? <laughs> I mean, like, I I obviously, like, I, I, like, you need to do this realism rose. And I'm like, I don't want to do a realism rose. I appreciate realism, realistic tattoos, but the process of it, even drawing stuff before realism was just not for me it wasn't yeah. in me and i think i was stubborn then and I, I wish that i probably was pushed into it even more do it now that's too late it's not though <laughs> it's not though like see this is the thing i re- realism wasn't a thing when i started yeah there was like you know there was five people in the uk that did portraits yeah you know you had like nigel kurt darren stairs yeah. Maybe there's a couple of people in Scotland like um, what you call Gary at Incredibles and people like oh, that yeah, did a little yeah, bit of realism yeah. sort of stuff, but there was nobody doing it and people didn't come and ask for it. And if they did, they got sent elsewhere. And then like that whole thing where it just changed so quickly and we started getting asked for it. And it wasn't until Biffa started. So I'd been tattooing like four and a half, five years maybe. And we just started, I'd never done realism. And we just started drawing. We'd sit when we were quiet in the studio and just draw portraits, yeah. pencil portraits. Um, see again that like still does not interest me to it didn't me appreciate either. it yeah but it's it's that thing though isn't it of like you don't you don't know until you try and definitely I I mean I you know I can do realism I do, I do yeah. it I'm not the I'm not the most specialised realism guy I'm not, I definitely don't do the best realism yeah out there but I, I can do it I can do a portrait or whatever but it's more what it gives you in everything else you can use it yeah how it feeds into the other the other styles and that's why i wish that i probably was pushed a little bit more because then i could probably utilize that the drawing even the drawing side of it like drawing a face is drawing a face whether it's neo tried like if you have a better understanding of how it's supposed to be then you can make neo tried faces or whatever look better like it definitely helps not that you can't do it without yeah and i think that's where you would surprise yourself because, yeah, that the the realism feeds back into other styles, but you've done enough of like neo trad and stuff, stuff yeah. to probably have a pretty good understanding of how you know a face is gonna look. You know, it, even when it's like stippled, you know what it was like the first time you did a stippled portrait. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's not mention that one. <laughs> let's not mention that one. It's like because I remember Calm at the end, he was like, um, "How'd you think you got on with that?" And I'm like. Yeah, it was yeah, it was all right. And he was like, "Why did he like windswept? <laughs> Everything was just shaded one way, like all in one direction." He was like, "Fuck's sake, Steffi, you've got to contour the face. 
He was like, not everyone's just like, if everyone walked around with a face that was just windswept like that. running really fast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I was going for. But, but that, I mean, that's, a, that's it, isn't it? It's, it, all, it all does tie together and you, you can do as much as you want and you can do as little as you want and you'll find your way and you'll find your own thing. Yeah. But that was always it with me because I think because I did, because I had to do everything that came through the door. Yeah. And like, that sounds like, oh, you could do everything. It's like, no, because it was limited in comparison to what we do now. Yeah. I wasn't going from doing like portraits to, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Like trash pulp there and all these like complicated styles. Yeah. We were doing tribal and flowers and butterflies yeah. and yeah. Japanese and stuff like that. But it did start to get more broader. <coughs> and then, yeah, I, I just tried everything I've done. Tried new school and old school and yeah. I think I got lucky in my apprenticeship that way as well, is because I was constantly drawing. I was drawing stuff and posting it. This is available. This is available, yeah. and people were like snapping it up. So yeah. I didn't really have to look elsewhere too much. It's but I, I still wish I had some of that knowledge of like realism and stuff like that because it 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 would help more it's, these days probably. Yeah, it's just a different time, though, isn't it? Just totally different time. Like you had. Instagram, yeah. you had a way of, of putting your work out there and like, I mean, it's, look at how it works out. I'm 15, 16 years in and I'm still trying to push a style. Yeah. Whereas you got there really, really quickly. And you know, you, I mean, you worked harder and it's not like, it's not like you had any kind of benefit or anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe it's not a bad thing that you didn't do loads of different styles because then you maybe your style would have got a bit more scattered and a bit more like mine that's you know what i mean yeah, i'm the guy that yeah. does everything but, <laughs> I, but there's something there's something nice about that though there's something that's that's really tattoo about that i like that because like back in the day you would have walked into the studio and the guy would have done pretty much anything for you anything that was on, yeah. on that flash and like i think a lot of people are missing that these days yeah I, I, mean, I think certainly, like, but for me it was like it, it was. I never wanted to be like the walking guy that can yeah. just do flash everything. Yeah. It was for me. It was always like when when like I started watching things like Miami Inc., you know, Kim Hendrix, Chris Garver, mm -hmm. you know, they they could do a Japanese sleeve and it would look like it was a someone who specialized in Japanese. Yeah. They could do a black and grey yeah, fine line portrait yeah. and it would still look yeah. like that. Is what I've always strived for. Like. Don't, don't try and just be okay at everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. What well, if you're gonna do it? Do it. Do it good. Yeah. Do it yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's it's hard, and it, it's yeah. You, you can't. I don't think you can do everything good, but I've came across a few tattoo accounts recently, um, mainly Japanese tattoo artist accounts, and I'm like, oh, they look sick, and then in the in the bio, it's like black and grey. Tattoos. They've got a separate account for the black and grey. Was that that French guy, that little B? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you, and then you look, you look at it, and you're like, Aye. how? Yeah, Aye. like he, there's something special about that. He like, does black and grey, like, like a like he works in LA. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like tattooing Mad. Chicano all yeah, day. Yeah. And then he does. I mean, I think he's just opened a studio in Japan. Right. But then just like traditional and then, mental. But then that's like, yeah. But that stems that must that must stem from your apprenticeship. You don't you don't just do that. Yeah. 
But well, from what I from what I've heard about him, I think he did just do black and grey until like a year or two ago, a couple of right. years ago. If you look, if you go back through his Instagram for the Japanese, it's not that long, and you can see how quickly he's got better at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, but that's a, that's the thing, right? And that's the thing that I always say to, to probably said it to you, Michelle, everyone. Like, try different things. Do as much as you can. You don't know just because that's what you like drawing now. Yeah doesn't mean that's what you're going to be good at yeah you very rarely the, the one thing that that surprised me when i first started going to conventions and that is you go to this guy that like specializes in in trad and he'd be covered in black and gray portraits himself yeah and you're like wow that's weird like why and it's because you're not always going to be good at what you like yeah like the guy that does black and gray might love trad yeah and so and i think everyone gets into it they're like this is what i like this is what i want to do yeah and then you start and you're like, oh, I can't maybe not draw that as well as I thought yeah. I could or whatever. So just try different things. Right? Yeah, I think that's probably... You're pretty well-rounded though. And what you do, the, the styles that you do do, you do to that standard. I just try and tweak things to be mine. That's what I try to do. I try to give, like, even though someone comes to me and they're like, I want this. I'm like, right, I can do that skull and that rose. But... I change it up a little bit. I draw a skull like I would draw a skull. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean what, what does any what does anybody do? I mean, I remember when I first moved to Dundee and I was doing all that like abs kind of. I don't know what it was. It was like it was like watercolor, but with like abstract tradie neo trad stuff in it. A little bit of realism now and then as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. realism and that. I was and and everyone was like, "Oh, your style's amazing," and I never had that. Yeah. And and I was just like, "What, what do you mean, my style?" Like, because I'd literally gone. I like the bold lines from trad. I like the heavy black shading from trad and Japanese. Yeah. But then I like color realism and I like new school, like the bright colors and that. And I just went like that and just. And I think there was no one bit of geometric pattern in here and there. And yeah. Like, I think that's the thing that I like about apprenticeships as well is that you can soak all of that up. Yeah. You know what I mean, you soak up the the Japanese, the new trad. You, 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 you have all that knowledge there to I think soak up. What was good f for you here is me and Cam couldn't be any, even though we have like the same work ethic and the same ideas about tattooing and stuff. We our styles couldn't be any further from each other. Yeah, you've got like some of the smoothest, like glossy black and grey realism, like large scale horror stuff like that, right the way through to me doing like fucking watercolor unicorns. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> With it's cheap. good. That's what you need. Yeah. You need. You yeah. definitely need that. You need. You need. Right. And I mean, it keeps uh, keeps getting better. I don't know why we can't find an apprentice at the moment because we literally could teach anybody anything. Yeah. In Taiwan, yeah. the artists that we yeah. have here now. And it's mad because obviously you get one trick ponies that will teach someone how to do the exact same thing. Brains, thoughts. Yeah. But like, I mean, I used you used to see that where you would get like, oh, that's a trad studio, that's a Japanese studio, but now it's weird. You see, like a black and grey studio or a black and grey artist mm -hmm. and then they're teaching somebody that does dot work yeah and it's like and then you know you've got one artist going oh, i only do black and grey realism i don't do anything else well how are you teaching your apprentice to do that it's yeah a, like yeah maybe just the basics yeah i suppose i guess you've got to learn on the job as well you know yeah but like i say well i mean i suppose it's as much guidance as i had 
you know, I yeah. have someone there that was doing everything, but they never did it. Yeah. But then I would, you know, I would watch and I would, you know, he, even though he wasn't there for the tattoos, he would critique them. And they were, I mean, the critiques were fucking brutal. I'd show him a picture sometimes and he'd go, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I'd be like proud of it. You know what I mean? I'm like, he's like, oh, it's not that bad, is it? He's like, that line's fucked, that line's fucked, that line's fucked. But again, as an apprentice, you need that. Oh, man, you need you someone need, to keep you in you line. I mean, I, I remember before, before I got my apprenticeship. So I, when I was going to Ant Studio and that, and I didn't know what was going on, there was a lot of like, I started getting that idea. So I was on the Skin Deep forum or online and stuff like that. And I, the, this, I remember at the time the Skin Deep forum was, it had loads of really, really good, well-known artists, like mm-hmm. British artists on there. You know, Valerie Vargas and Stuart was on there. Uh, Cham, people like Paul Naylor, all those kind of people were on that forum. And there was all these good artists. And then there was a, there was a bunch of like collectors, you know what I mean? Yeah. High-end collectors, people yeah. that, knew what good tattoos looked like and i remember posting my drawings on there and just getting fucking rinsed being like <laughs> put your pencil down i hope you never put a tattoo on someone <laughs> yeah. and you know just sat there reading that. and we didn't have instagram or, or facebook or anything like yeah. that sat there reading that and just like your whole world's falling apart going oh this is what i was going to do in my life but now i guess i'll try and think of something else but i think that spurs you on as well or that should spur you on as well as if. I literally like I'm not joking there was literally people saying this is rubbish you can't draw you should never put a tattoo on anyone I hope you don't tattoo anyone and th- and there was there was a couple of people that got that that treatment on there that were trying to find apprenticeships that stick in my mind that are all good tattooists yeah. you know? and I think some people would just crumble and go oh, it's not for me yeah. and other people go do you know what fuck you, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. That, and that was it with me. I was like, why can't I do it? Just that's tr- that's what I had. When when I was back in the place before here, it was, uh, I was always out partying, drinking and that all the time, hungover all the time and that, and um, I never really stuck to anything, like nothing. I never stuck to anything in life. I would always start something, drop it, and move on to the next thing. Yeah. So when I did ask, it was sort of like, you 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 won't be a tattooist. You're not gonna yeah. be a tattooist. And but when I asked, I was like, it was like a one way street for me. I was like, mm, fucking watch me. Like, yeah. I just need to find it somewhere. Uh. And luckily enough, by that point, I was speaking to Cam, so it was like, yeah, one way street. Watch me. Yeah. Watch, like that. That was it. What's mental is is you were in, you were in a fairly successful band at the time as well. Which like if that that was me. Don't mention the name on this podcast. No, I, can't. I will freak out. I will but, freak out. But if that, <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, when I was looking for something, that was one of the things I thought about doing. Yeah. And for you to come away from that, yeah, to focus on this, just goes to show how much you wanted it, really. I remember one. I was still an apprentice at the time, and I had a tour. Um, with my band and we were just uh, just away for a week um, just around the UK and I took my iPad with me I took my iPad with me and I was drawing at the gig yeah like I think that point for me I, I, I did realise that tour I think that might have been my, I think it might have been the last tour that I did yeah but I did I did realise I'm like why am I at this gig surrounded by loads of people and alcohol and all that stuff all the stuff that you can have a good time with and I'm sitting here drawing on my iPad at the side, 
Yeah, I mean that's 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 it, isn't it? And and the funny thing is, that's what your life will still be like now. Like go on yeah. holiday, you go on holiday, you take yeah. your iPad, you go. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's I've seen tattoos doing that as well. Yeah, go, go on holiday. Take yeah, your iPad. I didn't last. I didn't last time, but I've definitely done it before. Yeah. Um. I've I've taken sketchbooks on planes and trains and stuff as well, just to kill the time. Yeah. Um. Sat drawn on the back, drawing dragons on the back of sick bags <laughs> on aeroplanes <laughs> and shit like that, just for something to do. But yeah, it's, but I mean, that for me, that's how I felt, that's how you felt. I know that's how everybody else who works here. I mean, we could get we could speak to Cam about his apprenticeship, and like when I first started working with him, we'd swap stories and we were like. God, did we get taught by the same person? It was <laughs> yeah. so similar. Just yeah. how weird and crazy and yeah, all the shit that you had to go through and the weird like freakouts and <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, all that kind of shit. Um, and I mean, like even, even but we all wanted it. Yeah, we all wanted it that badly. You know what I mean? You like you say you had a great apprenticeship here or whatever, but you did three years of shit before that. Yeah, just to be there and be a face in the industry um you basically did the you did the shit part of the apprenticeship somewhere else before the apprenticeship yeah but michelle she went and did that somewhere else yeah she got strung along and told that after however long or maybe it's we, we've not got anyone to teach her or whatever it yeah, was that they yeah. had the artist had left or whatever yeah. um yeah and it's that that for me it's kind of what's missing now, and I think, you know, it's it's that it's that desire, isn't it? That like, I put a post on Instagram about it recently, and it was that the do or die attitude of like, this is what I'm doing, and nothing is going to stop me from doing that. That's it. Not even if somebody says no, I'm still going to do still it. Still find a way. Yeah, somehow. yeah. I mean, yeah. I watched that. Um, was it Mike Rubendahl on that tattoo age thing? And the guy who taught him just saying like, he asked me a hundred times and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> like now people send you a message on Instagram and you go, not at the yeah. moment. And telling you what days they can work. <laughs> yeah. Like I can only work uh, a Monday. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's not going to work. Like, yeah. you know, it's, but, but that's a whole di different conversation. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that, that's us getting started onto the next kind of topic. So we should probably leave that for part probably, two, eh? Yeah. Are we doing a part two? Are we doing a second episode? Yeah, well, we might do it. <laughs> if anybody watches this one, <laughs> we might do another one. Uh, but yeah, just before we go, I uh, should probably say that the little cool jingle that's at the start of this episode um, was done by Robert at the Sample Stop. Um, he basically does tracks for people for like rap, hip-hop, intros, outros, backing music, anything like that. Um, so yeah, we're just giving him a quick shout because we think he smashed it. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. Um, like we we basically said just make better, yeah. five seconds of like a hip hoppy, rappy sort of beat uh, for us. And it literally was the first one as well. And we're like, yep, we love yeah. that. So we'll leave a link to his Instagram. In the description, yeah. In the description below. We'll do all of the likes i'm not gonna ask people to <laughs> like comment subscribe no, no. Uh, <laughs> don't comment we'll just delete them <laughs>